When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from, oh, I don't know, the Rocket Amphitheater or lounge or bar, because guess what? Hello again, friend of a friend. I knew you when. That's right, folks. It's Clash at the Demon Head playing in the background because we are here to talk about Scott Pilgrim takes off. That's right. It is the hit anime adaptation of the renowned Scott Pilgrim graphic novel. And then at some points, the Scott Pilgrim versus the world film that we have all known to come and love. And we are here to dive into the world of Scott Pilgrim in Toronto, Canada, and talk about this Netflix adaptation. Uh, with me, as always, is fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, Scott Pilgrim, did it take off or did it fall flat on its back? Uh, I wouldn't say it fell flat on its back. Uh, I'm skeptical. Well, literally, he did take off. He took off. It's 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 in the title. He he, did. Scott he Pilgrim did. takes off. Um, I, I have mixed feelings about the show. I some positive. Uh, some I wouldn't say even they're negative. Uh, they're just. Did we need this? I don't know. Well, I imagine we we'll talk about it. But um, I I remember telling you prior to watching the show. Um, I've never watched. <laughs> Scott oh. Pilgrim versus the world from beginning to end. From beginning to end. I've I've seen every now and then random clips and memes and whatever. And I know what the movie is about. I, I've always known what the movie's about. But in terms of just sitting down from point A to point B and watching the entire movie, I just I, I've I've never done it. I've never done it. So I recall when I asked uh 
hey, by the way, uh, should I watch the movie uh, before watching the show? And you were giving me mixed uh, uh, responses like, I don't know, you should. Uh, you probably shouldn't. It's a prequel. Either way, I watched the show first, thinking that I'm going in blind. And we'll get into what I thought about it, you know, afterwards. But then I, after the show, I went and watched the movie. Then I went and watched the movie. So reverse, I pulled a reverse. This shall be an interesting discussion, uh, but we are not alone in our discussing of Scott Pilgrim takes off. Let's hear what supernovas are taking off to join us here at the table today. Vienna, Vienna, Paige and Dr. Mondo. All right, let's get into this. Dr. Jason had not watched the movie in its entirety prior to watching this show. Dr. Mondo, are you in the same boat? Did you watch Scott Pilgrim in 2010? I don't know if I watched it in 2010, but I but I I I saw it a long time ago, the movie. I like honestly I don't remember it so well, to be honest. Um so a lot of the things here, I was like, okay, I kind of remember the, like the, what's going on, but it still felt very like new to me. The wow. anime. No, so I'm the only, I'm the only true Scott Pilgrim fan here. Yeah, you're the I only guess. true Scott Pilgrim fan. Because I remember that movie because I thought it looked like not maybe not like the coolest thing. I just thought it was an interesting concept. Oh no, the movie and... was hilarious. Don't get me wrong, like. I loved the, that movie when I saw it. I just like saw it a long time ago. Oh no, I'm just saying uh, I had to drag my father to bring me to the movies because no, none of my friends wanted to watch. I Scott wanted Pilgrim. to watch Sucker Punch. That's, that I wanted to watch. Oh, Sucker Punch is so was much better than Sucker year. Punch. I, I Sucker remember. Punch is trash. Please stop this. Don't do this. Stop with this revisionist. He says uh, Sucker history. Punch is better than Sucker Punch. No, you need to stop. Sucker Punch. I said I wanted to see it as a kid. <laughs> I don't care. That came out in 2011. Scott Pilgrim came out in 2010. I knew you back then. It. You didn't want to watch Scott Pilgrim. I ended up watching it with my father. That's not it's true. It, it is so true. We had to go to Ebor City. Because that was the only place that was playing Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Because, mind you, Scott Pilgrim, it tanked at the box office. Oh, it, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was ugly. It was yeah. ugly at the box office. Uh, yeah. Critically praised, at least. It carried on a legacy. A critically, big legacy. Very critically praised. Uh, it's one of those films that garners a cult following. Uh, Scott Pilgrim officially has a cult following. Uh but yeah, anybody who saw it back then or saw it in the years up until the release of this show, you were in for a treat. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where they come up with the idea of just to take some ordinary average Joe guy from Toronto and just surround him with this video game. Already anime inspired to kind of world. And yeah, that's Scott Pilgrim in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. and then yeah it's kind of crazy how simplistic of a story it really is it's just surrounded and heightened by just this extraness that is it's just a lot of fun it's a lot of fun now let's kind of set up what happened and what's going on with this show this series okay first things first uh 
one, it's been what? 13 years, 13 years, 13 years. Uh, they go ahead and decide to make this a thing. An anime specifically is dubbed as an anime, not to mention it is done by Science Saru. Do y'all, are y'all familiar with Science Saru? I am not. a studio? It is a studio. Yes. I, I am not. Let me throw some names at you. I know you know this one. Devilman Crybaby. Oh, they oh, did that? Oh, yeah. Now I, I can see the resemblance in the animation. Okay. I, I never seen Devil Man Cry Baby. I've, I've seen Devil Man Cry Baby. Um wait, Dr. Mono, you, you see the resemblance with Devil Man Cry Baby for animation? Like, animation style slightly. Slightly. Very slightly. Like the style. Very slightly. Is it the fluidity? Does the fluidity? Yeah. Cool. Um, they did an episode of Star Wars Visions. Devil Man Crybaby was the biggest thing that I recognized that they did. They yeah. also have some other projects. What episode of Visions did they do? It was season one of Visions. Uh, it was the finale of Visions, season oh, one. Oh, God, I don't even remember what that was. Uh, it was like that romance story in like some... Oh, yeah, I didn't... I, I remember not liking that episode. Yeah, it, it was... wasn't my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aka Kiri was the title of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't my favorite one, but I remember the animation was pretty sleek. Yeah, the animation whatnot. was good. I just, yeah, wasn't a fan of the episode. Uh, and then the Tatami Galaxy. Have y'all ever heard of that? Tatami Galaxy. That's I an think... anime? Yeah. Tatami Galaxy? No, I haven't heard yeah. of it. Oh, okay. That, uh, Dr. Mondo, were you about to say you heard of I it? I think I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. But I think I've heard about it. Okay. Just throwing it out there as far as, you know, I think it's it's always cool when you bring on these uh, animation studios from Japan and let them kind of do their thing. And I think it's really cool seeing as how Scott Pilgrim, uh, one, this, this series is basically the graphic novel pulled straight from the graphic novel. And then just throwing this anime fluidity into the animation. I like that. I, I think that is a, mm -hmm. a really cool. Imagine Timmy Turner moving like this. You know, imagine if someone actually did the SpongeBob anime, oh like the God. one that's on YouTube. That there, there's an anime. There's an update to a new anime arc for that, by the way. I, I saw the, the, the Fry Cook games. The yes. Fry Cook games, the tuning exams. <laughs> I haven't oh, seen that... the video. I just saw the thumbnail. I'm like, I'm watching that later. But yeah. Oh, that yeah, hilarious, hilarious. I I don't know. I like the uh, I like the concept of taking these like basic American, North American drawn characters moving like this. Yeah. I I don't know. There's a certain appeal to it. Um, I I really I really vibe with it. Like, and you know what this imagine, like? Imagine Dexter's Lab or Courage the Cowardly Dog with this. Yeah, that could I, work. I can't. I can't. I, oh, I think it would be great. I just can't really like, imagine Courage the it. Cowardly Dog would be like, what is going on right now? And yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I'd don't. probably like to see more of this happen in the future mm -hmm. where uh, they just mm -hmm. take a well-known Western-drawn IP and uh, come on, Mickey Mouse. Uh, this Kingdom Hearts, man. Come on. Kingdom Hearts, that is true. If, if it's not done by an anime studio, I don't want it. Uh, what about Seth? I was about to say, shout out to Seth. Seriously, <laughs> he did a great job, though. He did a great job. He did. Um, so you got Science Saru. They're doing the animation. You have the original uh, author, uh, right. O'Malley. Scott? Is it Scott O'Malley? 
No, Brian Lee O'Malley. Brian Lee O'Malley, uh, creator of Scott Pilgrim. He wrote the entire show. Uh, and with, you also have the voice cast. Hold, well, hold up. Let me God, save the surprise for last. There is Ben David uh, Grabanetsky. He co-wrote uh, the episodes with Brian Lee O'Malley. Uh, you have the backing of the whole entire team from the movie. Uh, Edgar Wright, who directed mm-hmm. the movie, uh, which I think Edgar Wright did backing a fantastic job. Backing as in, job. like, what was Edgar Wright doing? Uh, produced. They produced oh, okay. it. Yeah, so they're all on board with this. Edgar Wright, Michael Bacall, and Mark Platt. Uh, they came from the movie. And then, yes, Dr. Mondo, what's the big, uh, you know, what's coming Man, out of the pinata? Sorry to burst your bubble and sorry. And it's okay. Make me feel bad. I yeah. mean, everybody <laughs> knew. It's not much of a surprise. It's exactly. So but I, go ahead. Say it again. Your original voice cast is here. Like the original actors are, are voicing the characters. The entire cast. Yep. Mind you, in 2010, half these people are not as big as they are right now. And they got them all back. And half are even bigger. The other half, like, you know, like, like compared to where they were before. Yeah, like Um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, like like just, I think this was right before. Yeah, Brie This was right before, Chris Evans, yeah, he did Scott Pilgrim right before he went to do Captain America. Right, right. So yeah, I mean it's it was cool to see them all come back. I, I remember talking about this with Grandmaster. I always said it's it's awesome that the cast is interested, but at the same time, there's a bit of a double-edged sword when it comes to the transition of actors doing voice acting work, and it just sometimes doesn't mesh. Uh, you know, and it's not you know really the actor's fault. It's just voice acting requires a certain finesse to relay the same emotions in a character that they could easily portray in live action because that's what they're used to they're they're used to having like live action counterparts um some characters i think in the show we're not there yet i feel like some didn't hit with the with the voice acting but other ones did other ones did it felt like the character uh like from the movie so but yeah Double-edged sword. Great that they're all back, but goddamn voice acting performance on some maybe could have been better. Maybe. Ooh. All right. I guess we'll wait. We'll, we'll come back to this. Uh, keep keep note, folks who are listening. Dr. Jace does not agree with everybody's performance on this show. With that said, it's a no-brainer they came back because if you actually look up interviews amongst the cast, they were a really tight-knit group and they often speak about how they would want to go back to that set and i guess it was just a great time on set and uh that works great for your cast if your cast is gelling off and on screen then like if you exude the chemistry out of the set you're gonna you trust me you're going to exude it like on set Exactly. exactly. Wasn't wasn't there something where uh like they had like an email chain all together the, uh, with the cast and like Michael Sarah had not responded in like since the movie was over and I think he responded to it like around the time the show was announced and I think Chris Evans was like dude are you serious? 
Like, it was it was something like that. I'm probably paraphrasing it, but it was something like that where he Michael Sarah had not responded at all in over a decade. I feel that's hilarious, and I feel that that's Michael Sarah. Yeah, uh, that is Michael Sarah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, shoot. Speaking of Michael Sarah, uh, I think we can now kind of get into this. Uh, you know, uh, again, what a what a. Nobody knew what this was going to be going in, okay? Uh, uh, Did we have expectations going in? I I guess um, for me, one, I really thought it was just going to be the movie broken up into... I knew, I figured it was going to be eight episodes. That's Netflix's formula uh, almost. They always kind of do... Yeah, eight to six to eight episodes. And I was like, oh, we're just probably going to get a 30-minute extended sequences uh, that would, you know, tie up and become the movie. And with that said, I was just looking forward to, I, I mean, the fights in the movie. And I go off of the movie because I, I I didn't read the graphic novel. My Scott Pilgrim fandom starts with the movie. I was just like, oh, we're just going to get anime versions of the battles of the e- with the evil yeah, exes. That's kind of what I that's kind of what I thought it was going to be, too. That's what that's what everyone thought, uh, you know, that because that's what was advertised uh, when they were showing the trailers and the snippets of the scenes that they would show. Um, it just felt like that. It, it felt like it was going to be a more faithful retelling, probably, of the graphic novel where, like you said, uh, Grandmaster, where they extend or expand upon the fight sequences that we saw in the movie. Instead of Matt Patel getting one-shotted, um, we see him... <laughs> I don't know, put up a fight against Scott Pilgrim for like a whole episode or half an episode, something like that. Right, right. So, and you and you know, I think they did a really good job because as you said, that's kind of how they promoted it. And when the first episode starts, it is a shot for shot uh, recreation of the graphic novel and the movie. You know, they got the waking up, Ramona and his dreams. And even like dialogue is almost exactly the same and honestly i was fine with it and i was in it for the ride uh i don't know just hearing michael Sarah's voice come out of mm-hmm. animated scott pilgrim and then uh kieran culkin doing wallace wells you got anything to say about wallace wells i Dr. think he was better in the movie i think mm. he was better in the movie i i think because I get it. I know what type of character he's playing. I feel like he did a lot better in the movie for that character versus a vocal performance for that same type of character. Wasn't a fan of Wallace. Performance. Performance-wise. Mm. thought he was funny. Yeah, okay. Wall- Wallace was funny. I Wallace, Wallace is funny. We'll, we'll be coming back to Wallace. So, it's it's essentially the same. It's, the, it's literally beat for beat. Um... And then, you know, the main crux of Scott Pilgrim is he falls for Ramona Flowers, this scene right here. And funny enough, did you hear about the difference between this scene and kind of the uh, original From the movie? Uh, script? Well, in the movie and the graphic novel, he was supposed to be talking about uh, Pac-Man and how he used to be called uh, Puck-Man. Puck-Man, yeah. And they were Pac- afraid about the F-bomb. Right. Uh, and so they took it out and they did it. They did Sonic. Uh, they did Sonic, yep. Which, uh, that's actually a really cool fact. I don't think I knew they played at the same time. 
uh, the what? two Sonic shows. The two Sonic shows he was oh, talking about. Oh, the Sonic, yeah, the Sonic uh, Sad AM and the the other one. Forgot the name of it, but yeah, cool fun fact. Cool. I I would have been into Scott Pilgrim if somebody came up and told me that uh, at a party. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Becca's Ramona, and again, shot for shot, they do the thing. They go on a date. He's dating her. He's dating Knives Chow. Uh, fights Ramona to, uh, you know, the rock show. And again, everything is going great. And then, of course, Matthew Patel busts through the door. And you're like, here we go. Here comes that big fight. Uh, the extended anime sequence fight. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're about to have a lot of fun with this. Uh, I think Matt Patel does that bit right behind Dr. Jace and I think he charges again at Scott and boom there's where the twist comes Scott is a pile of coins Scott Pilgrim Matthew Patel wins Scott's dead (laughs) and loose change it was from this point where I, because Dr. Jace had not watched it at the at this time, and I told him, uh, I didn't know what to tell. I was like, I don't know if you should watch the movie. I don't know if you should just jump into the show. Well, I feel like at that point, it's still uh, for me at least at episode one, it did. It felt like it was still too early to see if it um, was going to deviate a lot from the movie. I, by, by episode three, that's where I'm like. I think there's something up here. I don't think this was in the movie. Well, uh, I, I just, I remember you asking me, you were like, is it a, is it like the same as the movie? Is it shot for shot? Is it extended? And at this point, I honestly had no idea what to say because I had just watched this episode and I didn't know what to tell you because uh, I had no idea what this was going to be from that point onward. And I think. Dr. Mondo, did this make you mad as a fan of the movie? At episode it one? Or? Like, in a way, it did. Like, it, I was just like, okay, I didn't expect this. But, and also, I was like, okay, so it's not going to be a shot for shot. And I like, and I kind of like that because this happens to me. And like, let's say with anime and manga, let's say, I'm reading a manga and then the anime comes out and I kind of like a part of me is like, what's the point of watching it? If I know what the hell is going to happen. I have that same struggle. And here, like Scott Pilgrim, one of the reasons I was like hesitant to seeing it in the first place was like, I kind of know what's going to happen, but I gave it a shot and I saw the first Oh, okay. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Okay. And it got me more interested, actually. I I was definitely team. Okay. This is bold. This is big of them to do this. It better be worth it. Uh, Everything that comes after, it has to be worth it. So um, were we all satisfied pretty much with the entirety of the series as far as like, like, this is a good watch worthy follow-up worthy successor whatever you want to call it is it worth the time doctor dr chase what's with that face i i I think it's worth a watch um i think i enjoyed the movie a lot more uh and this is me watching the movie right like literally 
the day that I finished the series, I let it sit and simmer for like a day. And then the next morning I watched the movie and I had so much fun watching the movie. Not saying I didn't have fun watching the show, but there were some times in the show where I was like, uh, is someone going to fight? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've always had this idea in my head of what Scott Pilgrim was supposed to be about. And it was just a general idea of he wants to win the heart of this girl that he met at a party. And to do that, he has to fight the seven evil exes. And they're all yeah. going to have some like some zany of power and ability. And it's going to be so cool. And then, you know, they show that off early on in the show where like I was getting excited. I was like, oh, like God, Matthew, they're... like Matthew Patel, that he has like magic and all this. kind of Yeah, shit. no, like and see that created an image where I'm like, OK, so Matthew Patel, he he's like a like, yeah, he he he's like a, a maze. He's, the, he's, in a way. he's the mystic. He's the mystic. He's the mystic. Yeah. yeah, he could summon like the the ghost girl characters. This looks cool. Um, then when Gideon appeared, I had an assumption that Gideon was like the tech whiz. Like he was going to pull like some Dexter's laboratory type of stuff where he starts equipping like gear and stuff to fight. Some Urza uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like like some like just be cool and whatnot. I, when I saw, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God, the vegan. Uh, Ed, oh, uh with an e right ed uh no T no todd 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 todd, 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 todd ingram ingram todd ingram played todd by ingram. brandon ralph superman returns i would superman see, returns I, the I, adam I, adam for those who watched arrow nobody cares I'm gross i i would <laughs> i would see him don't give me that look i would see him and i would be like uh oh man he He's like a Super Saiyan. His eyes glow and like his hair the goes vegan up. Power. Like, based off of vegan powers. I can't wait to see like what he does or what he does with that. But in an anime form, you don't get that for most of them outside of a select few. Like you kind of get it with uh, Roxy. Um, you kind of get it with Lucas. I had a I had an expectation going in. Although, and the further... hey, but but there are some like cool battles where they kind of show. No, there are there, there, there are cool fights it, it, where they, they show like their power. Yeah, like yeah, you know, uh, like the whole Lucas Lee thing that was cool with like the skateboard. Gideon Graves versus Matthew oh. Patel. Well, let's let's get into it because I'll, I'll, outside of Scott taking off, the next big twist probably is the Matthew Patel bit where in prior and you know the the graphic in the movie he's he's the weakest he's yeah. he's, he's a moon level one if we're talking demon slayer uh yeah say he's the tutorial <laughs> he's the tutorial the sure tutorial. and and yeah this show I think what's cool is that when you bring back the entire cast I don't think they would have signed on if they were just going to do the same lines yeah. that they previously did. So I think this was a cool opportunity for them to kind of flex a little more because uh, they are fun actors and these are fun characters. So, uh, but yeah, Matthew Patel challenging Gideon Graves in front of the whole exes. I love that. I thought that was great. And I was like, oh, wait, is this about to be Matthew Patel takes off? Like, what are we watching now? Uh, I think they did a really good job overall in that you kind of didn't know where the show was going. 
and it was kind of like because one thing that's cool like a scott pilgrim like even the movie is like like how wacky how like oh you gotta be kidding me they just did this um and here they kind of took it a step further as in like yeah you know that linear plot that was like in the in the movie yeah that doesn't exist here like this is absolute chaos well, there, there's some linear to it, I guess. No, no, the... no, there, there is, but it, but it is chaos overall. And you're like, well, we're just doing stuff here. Well, I, I guess the heart of this story is, you know, it's no longer about defeating the evil exes. It's Ramona. Ramona uh, coming detects... to terms with herself. And also, also, I would say kind of making amends with all of her exes. Well, I was going to say what drives all that is she believes Scott is actually alive mm-hmm. and not the dead. Dream, what, what was it? The dream? Uh, what was it called? Uh, the, the, the highway. The highway. The, um, I don't know how she described like, it. I think uh, it's... The, roller, the rollerblade uh, dreamscape or something it was. I just thought it was I think a dreamscape. How, whatever she calls it, I think is one of the funniest things. Um, I, guess we, I, I love how she just says it. it's like, yeah, like very matter of fact, like that's a thing. And everyone's like, cool. <laughs> right, right. Because everybody can access this. Because it's Correct. right. Because, you know, Matthew Patel can summon demon girls and, you know, paparazzi are ninjas. That This is this world where everything yeah. is taken to the absurd, like the extreme absurd point. Um, but yeah, it's very much Ramona's show. And let's talk about this because I know. Dr. Jason and I have seen this. Uh, I can't remember, Dr. Ronald. Did you watch the He-Man Revelations? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Mm. This is very similar. I know the internet felt some type of way about Ramona now being the lead. And, you know, what was predominantly a male-driven... Is now a uh, female-driven show. Correct. And I, for one, was fine with it for the points that you said earlier. I kind of liked the angle of her having these conversations slash battles with her exes. And uh, I like that. And I, and again, I just like, again, as I said earlier, the cast having more fun and be able to do more with their characters versus being killed off. I've, I mean, we, we always say this in many things we talk about, it's better to keep a villain or an adversary alive, you know, to see what you can do from that. I mm-hmm. like this angle and I will die on this hill. Mary Elizabeth Winstead killed this as Ramona. I think she did a very like, great job. Well, no, as like a voice Ramona actress. is the show. Is the show. Like yeah. everything revolves around Ramona. Um, and like throughout the show, you see kind of like the character itself, and it's like kind of interesting. Like each. Like each episode, it's like her confronting her exes. It's like instead of Scott confronting her exes, it's her confronting her exes. Which is yeah, completely kind of but for all different the different, approach, but for different that, reasons. But for different reasons, you know, well, Scott compared to the movie, you know, she very much yeah, kind of let Scott handle it. She would give the backstory, but there wasn't much interaction between her. And the exes outside no, of and, like and, and again it's Roxy. Like Scott like Scott goes against the exes to get Ramona's heart. 
And here it's like, yeah, she goes against the exes to find out where the hell Scott is. But there's like an added layer to like her going against her exes. It's it's like a what, Dr. Jace? Like an, an onion. It's like an onion. Sure is. Uh, I know Dr. Jace has an interesting take on this whole matter of the switching to Ramona. And I, I could have sworn we talked about it before. The switching of Ramona? Uh, Ramona being the lead and Scott taking off. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Oh, come uh, on. You definitely had an opinion on I'm, this as far as. Like what? Dude, I, give me I something. Warned you, I could have sworn uh, you said uh, it's the bait and switch. Uh, but, like, I don't oh, think it's a, it's, I don't well, think it's a pure bait and switch, though. It, it's it's weird because like uh, <laughs> I saw I saw some comparisons and I think this is disingenuous. I you two may not know of this, but uh. In Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, just very quick, very quick. Um, some people call this a Metal Gear Solid 2, right? Where it was a bait and switch. Just very quick, Metal Gear Solid, you play a Solid Snake. He's the main character, main character of the whole series. Um, there were prior games where you just play it as him. That's it. Um, then you get to Metal Gear Solid 2, released on the PS2 in 2002. Or, or, or 2001, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but, but either way, um, it's coming out, right? And you think you're going to play as Solid Snake. That's what they're they're showing in the trailers. That's what they show in the promotional material, the demos, all that, right? So then you play Metal Gear Solid 2. It releases. You play as Solid Snake in the beginning for like the first hour or two of the game. And then there's a bait and switch in the game where the first 20% was just Solid Snake. And the rest of the game, the rest of, of the majority of the game, you play as Raiden, who's obviously not Solid Snake. And he was a bait and switch. He was a different character, different person, different personality. And back then, that pissed people off because it's like, hey, I thought this was Metal Gear Solid 2, not Metal Gear Raiden 2. Why am I playing as another character? This is not what you told me the show was about. I'm sorry, the game was about. Metal Gear Solid 2 did that on purpose because it had um, a very good message within the game about uh, false information, uh, misinformation, uh, spreading of uh, fake news, fake news back in... Uh, even before it was a term. Even before it was a term. Like, it, it, was pur it purposely did that in its pre-release material to emphasize the message of the game. You thought you were going to play it uh, as Solid Snake because... That's what the press release was telling you. But you didn't play as Solid Snake. Well, well, you did, but the rest of the game was about Raiden. So some people were saying Scott Pilgrim, tying it back to Scott Pilgrim. They said this was the same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it is. Uh, because I don't think there's a message from the bait and switch that they did here. Like, they... People obviously are thinking from how they're promoting the show, this is going to be an adaptation of the of either the movie or the graphic, more more so the graphic novels, right? They thought it was going to be more faithful, extended, expanded scenes and whatnot. Um, that's what they showcased. No one had any reason to believe this show is going to be about Ramona Flowers. Um, but then it was. And I can see why for some people it just it was like this is not what I signed on for. What you, you bait and switched me. 
What was the lesson? Am I supposed to feel like a fool for for now seeing that it's it's about Ramona when I thought it was going to be about Scott Pilgrim? I guess he did take off off his own show. That was yeah. that that was my thing with it. That was my thing with it. I still it's liked a, it. I still like the show. <laughs> I, it's it's a valid it's a valid opinion because we saw this with the He Man show, where uh, Sheila became uh, right. Her no, name Sheila. Sheila became yeah. the main like uh, the, became, the main protagonist. Right, right. right. And He Man is gone for eighty percent of the show. Uh, <laughs> and you know what's funny with that show? I actually liked. <laughs> I actually like that uh, that He Man. Uh, I think it works better with He Man. It, it worked because I guess because I mean I, I get there's the he, 80s like He Man overall like He Man overall is just like perfect. Well, he's OP. He's OP. He's OP. He, it's he's like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. When Scott Pilgrim disappears, it's just like well, there just goes the title character. He that was <laughs> that was probably the most interesting character. I wanted to see more of him. I which I get coming from you who had not watched the movie prior. Um, but I, I definitely was fine. Oh, again, I said they had to deliver. Let's talk about some things that where they delivered. Okay, um, I'm gonna go first and just right off rip. I think the best episode, in my opinion, was the Roxy episode. Uh, May Whitman, uh, who you know is voice actress supreme, Katara. Now that's all I gotta say. Katara, she's Katara. Katara. Uh, right Katara. that's all you freaking need she's katara and uh i talked to dr jace about this too is that how some of them don't have much voice acting work when you're on screen or recording with may whitman you gotta come correct and you gotta well, come ready but well that was i remember even telling you when i was criticizing some of the performances she was the only one that i thought was like exceptionally well and i did it i when you said her name i'm like wait who is that i don't know who that is she's katara she's you've never watched avatar 30 times like me <laughs> and, and i'm like i didn't know that but i but the fact that i was convinced by her performance and i'm like yeah this she stands out compared to the rest of them why is that 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 explained it that explained it and i think mary elizabeth winstead like if Shoot, May Whitman. May Whitman was here. Mary was like right below her. I wow, think. she's I think. not even up there with her. She, she's right below. That's still good. That's still really good. I gotta give yeah. Katara the crown. Uh, she gets the crown, biased. but not biased. I just think that was such a really good episode as far as this kind of closure. And that was actually one of the themes of that episode was like seeking I closure. I think that's, to be honest, like a lot of the themes of many of the episodes because and I think like this is something they do different because I like, really like from what I remember in the movie and really correct me if I'm wrong, you know, it's pretty much Scott Pilgrim goes against all of her exes. Right. And it's just like very much they are the villains. They are the ones who are keeping me from Ramona Flowers. They heart. can't be redeemed. They didn't. Can't they weren't redeemable. Redeemed. They weren't redeemable. And here you see a very, very different side. And it's like, it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You're, because it's like the movie showed you one side of the coin. Here they show you the other side, which is like what Ramona did to them. Well, it's it's actually to what you're saying. And really what they did was they dropped the evil because in the film, in the graphic, 
they're evil. So in the they graphic have to novel, be... they're evil too. Like, yeah, like, yeah, they're known like irredeemable. I, well, they don't get redeemed; they lose. Yeah, like here, they turn to coins. Here, it's very much like they're just exes. They're just exes. One, they're just exes, and it's like it's not as simple as just like oh, they're just exes that don't want Scott, like Scott Pilgrim, to be with Ramona. It's a well, Ramona did some damage. She did some damage. Yeah, <laughs> I and remember. like. When I was watching some of these episodes and I saw the flashbacks, I'm like, "Damn, Ramona, you meant for the yeah, streets. Like, Ramona was the streets. Was like... Ramona was a savage. Yeah, Ramona was a savage. I'm a savage. Ew. Ramona flowers baggage. Ooh, come on, that's good. Ew, are you doing a Carol Baskin thing? No baggage. It's the actual. I was doing Meg the Stallion. Carol Baskin. No. Ramona flowers. I was doing the actual song, but uh, this episode really kind of well. One, they actually say closure because wait, with one, what? This is just Roxy? a really just, well. It was not only Roxy, but Kim plays a really big part in this episode too. As far Kim's as the she, drummer, Kim's the drummer who okay. also dated Scott, and you know, there's kind of this unexplored territory where you know they dated briefly, and she never got her proper closure. Or she got closure enough to where, you know, they can be in a band together, but they're just kind of cordial, mm -hmm. but they don't really talk about it. And she kind of leads Ramona to this idea of closure. But let me tell you, and this is where I, I think, and uh, there's probably more that we're going to mention, but I love that jumping into the movies, uh, back and forth fight between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, they yeah, like went cool. from like a Western to like old boy. I think it was old boy. Uh, and, he, and then they're like in the stars. I was like, oh, man, this is great. This is so cool. Meanwhile, they're like screaming at each Roxy. I tried to come back for you or, you know, you left me in my dorm room. What was I supposed to think? I, I don't know. I This was my favorite episode. And then I think it's one of the strongest by far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's definitely one of the strongest episodes. It's. I think one of the episodes, like it, really, it's like it's really fun the fight, but at the same time, like some, like somewhat emotional, and you're like, wow, I can feel the tension. This, yeah. this is what I needed from every episode, and I will say, right. I don't think it was matched. No every episode. No, like, I, I feel like I would the finale say came the close. show, the show was very. I like the show, but it was very inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, I um, there were some episodes that were just like this, then like this, and then they went up to a really big high. One of those highs was that episode, the Roxy episode. And I also liked the... Jesus, Chris Evans' character, Lucas, right? Lucas uh, Lee. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas Lee. Lee's episode, I liked it. Lucas Lee's episode was funny. That um, was a funny-ass episode. I enjoyed that one. Um, Todd Ingram's was... It was okay. Uh, it was funny in in some ways because he what he he like relapsed into eating like, into eating meat. Into well, eating not only that, but like dairy. Wallace brings out uh... another side of him. He's never I don't know. <laughs> Wallace like Wallace is really funny because he's like everyone's just like oh Wallace. It's like dude, you you did this, you did this, and like you broke my boyfriend. Blah blah. Oh, don't worry, I'll fix this. Bullshit. I didn't feel anything for you. <laughs> hey. You want to go do lines in your trailer? 
You want to go lines? Lines in your trailer? trailer? Lines um, in your trailer? Hold up, y'all glossing over the Lucas Lee episode though. That was probably one of the best animated sequences. Oh no no no! Of yeah, the Lucas Lee fight against the ninjas. The don't you dare! And I know I you guess, did. I guess. I know Expand you did a little. Palette, you did a you did a little short on your little YouTube. I know you did. Of what? On this on the paparazzi scene that was great. I didn't do a short. A short. Oh well, I saw that was your thumbnail. Was uh, it look cool? It was great. What do you mean it was so cool? The best animated cutscene in 2023, easily. It was really fun, and Chris Evans. Fantastic! I don't oh, know. Oh no, Chris! Chris Evans brought it. Chris Evans was one of the better. Yeah, one he of was one of the better voice actors. Like he was just like, I think it was very obvious that he was having fun with it. Oh yeah, he Clearly. was having tons of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ramona Flowers. <laughs> I don't. I can't. <laughs> um. So yeah, Todd has his thing with Wallace, and that was really funny. Uh. Brie Larson was having fun too. I gotta give her props. Envy, uh, for Envy, uh, Envy Adams. Envy Adams. Adams. Yes, Adams. lead singer of Clash of the Demon Head. I lost it when I saw that it was Brie Larson. I oh, you didn't know, know before? Well, I did not. And I would see her name in the casting, and I, I uh, like at the end of every episode, I'm like, who the hell is Brie Larson playing? Like, I, I don't know which character she is. And then I just slowly started to whittle it down, and I'm like. There's no way. Is she is she envy? No. She's envy. She was this was Brie Larson before Brie Larson. And then I saw and let me tell you, when I saw that uh <laughs> that scene from the movie, the how does it go? You sang it earlier. Hello again. <laughs> friend of a friend. That was so good. Oh, like when she's like just with the mic and having everybody sing. That yeah, song's a hit. Like, that song's like, a like hit. Misa Misa from Death Note. Yes, yes, she was giving Misa Misa. Um, oh my god, that was fantastic. Yes, and I, you know, again, and the show does this cool thing too, where we get these kind of pairings or groupings of characters that we didn't get in the movie or the graphic. That was really fun to play around with. So, uh, you know, Todd and Wallace hooking up a bunch. Uh, Ramona being uh, Envy stunt double uh, that was really fun that was different uh, a cool thing uh, Young Neil was a lot of fun as well uh, oh um, Young Neil was was a trip <laughs> Scott, Scott's whole band I think is really fun but Young oh, Neil was a trip yeah Young Neil <laughs> I, he's, got, he's probably the most comedic because he's no, so he, stupid his character's so like, stupid he's like oh my god like wait did i just write this like, in my sleep my sleep dumb he's like oh, <laughs> and man. it's like scott pilgrim's life oh yeah i'm a big hollywood <laughs> screenwriter now like honestly like that that episode was really funny and then like lucas lee comes in it's like wait lucas it's like i'm scott i'm scott pilgrim it's like where's scott I'm Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> and see, and then one part, uh, it's meta because they are literally filming the plot of the movie. I know. Which that was really funny. I liked from there. I'm just like, oh, so it's a different universe where this is what would happen if Scott lost to Matthew Patel. And the director, uh, right? It was Edgar Wright on, on that set. No, 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 it was Edgar. No, no, not played by him. No, no, no. Listen, 
It was Edgar wrong. No, yes, I know it was Edgar wrong, right? Because it was the opposite, right? Yes. Uh, but it was not played by Edgar Wright. Which... No, no, he was played by uh, Kevin McDonald, uh, Pleakley from uh, Lilo and Stitch. Oh wow, Pleakley. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, they they were just clearly they're having fun with the lore and the character pairings. Even Knives has a cool little um, kind of you know. Uh, I saw some people were like, you know, in the original, she's obsessed with Scott. And that's kind of her character. She's just obsessed with Scott. Right. But here, Scott takes off and then she finds her musical talent. Yeah. It's and... like, uh, wait, how long? Like, how long ago did you start playing the keyboard? Wait, what time is it? <laughs> it's like four, like hours. four hours ago. Four hours right. ago. Yeah, I thought that was really cool for her character. Yeah, you like know? she found herself. She found right. her. Name. Right. It's it's almost as if um because again O'Malley coming back to write very much. I think he recognizes. Oh, maybe I'm really playing into the cliches of the 2000s, uh, or you know maybe I'm stereotyping here and whatnot. What what can I do as a 21st century writer? Which I won't say Scott Pilgrim wasn't a progressive piece of work before. I mean they featured Wallace. I don't know how many uh you know prominent gay characters were running around uh but you know they're trying knives is an asian lead we don't you don't get that often so i think they just said let's try to push uh you know we were here let's take it here let's let's be let's be better let's be better um did y'all enjoy gideon and uh julie aubrey plaza and uh jason schwartzman uh it was fine i i wasn't it was really fine it was just so like random yeah it was random i, I like the lucas lee thing where like yes. they became buddies and they were like trashing oh. jules house that that was funny i i like that that was really funny like um, lucas lee was one of the funniest characters in this show yeah like, yeah if there are characters that kind of like steal the show here obviously ramona steals the show lucas lee when he's on like scene it's like you know it's gonna be good and it's gonna be like really funny like, i think what, whatever doing the roommate <laughs> bit with gideon because again gideon when you and a lot of it was deconstructing of the character. So it's like, let's break Gideon down to his lowest point and put him as if he's living on his mom's couch, but he's living on Julie's couch. Like, and like they built a half pipe in the house. Um, they were like stepbrothers, uh, like the movie. Oh, uh, my God. That's what they right. reminded me of. And yeah, that was hilarious. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, did the Katanagi twins get the short end of the stick again? I yeah, feel they did. Yeah, right. Um, they they really weren't. They I, were more part of the next twist that was coming up, right? Uh huh. Which yeah, because yeah, because at this point, none of the exes are out here uh, looking for Scott Pilgrim, nor do they care. Ramona's getting her closure with majority of them and whatnot. 
and then everybody else is just kind of living their lives i guess right uh from here what uh knock knock who is it it's scott he's alive but um, where were you more like in when the future in the future and this was a this was a cool bit i think i i think from a writing standpoint there there's a message they're trying to say because what scott is taken to the future by 37 year old scott right scott from 10 years in the future and is it is it safe to assume that was scott pilgrim from the movie or that was i think in yes Mm. or i guess maybe just scott pilgrim from the graphic novel the original one it, it it depends on if you want to read this as one timeline where something was changed or you want to read this as separate universes that's how you gotta re- take it either way this is what would happen if scott beat the exes and ends up with ramona they end up marrying and scott wants out because it's not working out and he feels his whole life surrounds this relationship with Ramona and because it's not working out he's got to stop it from ever happening very interesting take I think it's a very kind of human theme they're going here for Uh, and I like how again the show is just absurd the idea of Scott Pilgrim is just absurd his future self opened a vegan portal uh, right to convince him not to get married to his would-be wife because he doesn't know how to communicate. Yeah. Right. That's very human. Very human. You know he's lost his marbles when he's uh he has his life story inside of a virtual boy. Uh that was that that little thing, that thing that the the red and black that Scott looked into. You oh, remember it? That? Yeah, oh, that red that. thing. It's a virtual boy. Ah, do you know what a virtual boy is? No, what's a virtual boy? A virtual boy is Nintendo's attempt before the 3DS in the 90s to make a virtual handheld system. And it was god awful. Oh, I'm looking at it now. It's it's on a freaking tripod. It's It's literally what you saw in the show. That was literally what the virtual boy was. The same design, the tripod thing, the red and black like graphics, which obviously if you're looking into that thing, it's going to give you migraines within like 10 minutes. Um, I but but in the show they called it a virtual guy. Ah, you see that? They called it a virtual guy. Um, but yeah, I I I I thought that bit was kind of funny. I'm like, wow, that's a that's a callback I don't think a lot of people are going to get, but that's funny. That's that's what Scott Pilgrim does. Uh, I remember watching the movie, hearing uh, Legend of Zelda theme songs playing throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. They had uh, little little quips and stuff, um, which I was surprised. I'm like, hey, Nintendo, you want to get these guys? Uh, I don't know if they could do this. Oh, they <laughs> definitely got permission. They definitely got I don't, permission. I, don't, I didn't see their name in the credits. I did not oh. see their name in the credits. Come on, they had to and have gotten permission. Here comes the lawsuit. <laughs> Clearly, they've been fine. It was so. probably some fair use type of deal, right? Or maybe it's—I mean, I doubt it's public domain. Um, 
but yeah see and that's what i think um i think they were looking at the original source and you know and okay i know i talked to you about this dr jace as far as how you said in the original movie and graphic ramona was just a prize right so there's she's here she's she's her own character but on but on top of that too it was really about a story about a guy who you know who was at a low point in his life and then just you know gives all himself to this idea of ramona flowers and the movie or you mean the show okay in the movie in the movie yeah, uh, it, the original source in the original source. Okay. And kind of, and where future Scott ends up, I feel that makes sense. Is that you know, uh, I know Scott in the movie earns the power of self-respect, but everything he right. was doing is really in the name of Ramona. So it's like, did he know himself at that point? You know, when you get to a low point, you look for an easy way out of that point but and it's like yeah did he actually love himself first and i feel that's how you get to 37 year old scott so i feel it's a very human kind of approach they took with scott pilgrim Mm -hmm. because then we get the other choice being future ramona who what she was just like all you had to do was talk and communicate and we can work this out. Which was kind of odd. I figured if she felt that way, I didn't get a vibe that she also tried to do it with them. Because Ramona has another problem which she confronts with her exes. And I think later on, like at the end, and it's like the commitment issues that she has. And also that she, like Ramona herself also doesn't have, like that self-love to a certain degree the uh, character. like both of them in very different ways display like a lack of self-love yeah i would agree i feel as a whole scott pilgrim is really just a a over hyper centralized story of you know uh relationships friendships romantic endeavors and yeah, that's and it's just you know obviously they surround it with this absurdity and comic booky anime video game aesthetic. But yeah, at the heart of it all, it's really just relationships because, you know, from this point, uh, you know, now they're gonna go watch Scott Pilgrim the Broadway show that Matt Patel has put on, and <laughs> another ten years older Scott shows up. I thought I told you not to get with Ramona. I like this bit. This bit was good. This bit was good because it was the world versus Scott Pilgrim. That was the name of the episode. That was the name of the episode. And Yeah. yeah, it was Scott Pilgrim versus everybody. I thought that was great. Yeah. That was fun. I loved that. There was a Broly bit in there. A Broly homage. Oh, with uh, uh with Scott, the uh, like future yeah, Scott, future yeah. Scott, yeah. There was a bit where like he's like charging up, and like the angle and the position of his fist is literally a callback to Broly. Yeah, it was neat. 
it was funny i thought that was cool i'm like wow he's really going in and he went in and you have the exes helping out too right trying that was fun this is when you do an adaptation or whatever the hell you want to call this do things we haven't seen before do things differently like if you if you create a world there are so many different lenses that you can use for said world and like yeah i'm pretty sure if this would have been a carbon copy of the movie i am pretty sure that i wouldn't have finished it like for let's say today i would have very slowly seen it because that's it, fair because i would have been like what the hell like i kind of know what's going on here well from that point it would have to have delivered on the animation exactly the yeah, they're expanding on right and one thing again i already said it in the pod but i loved that they went a completely different angle yeah yeah it's the same world same characters just a totally different angle i i think it worked in uh the show's benefit uh and dare i say by the end of it after you know this epic fight and you know and scott comes to the conclusion that he needs to decide for himself also super ramona that was that was cool uh the fusion between future and modern ramona that that basically it's like supersonic yeah was, come on dr jace you love sonic i didn't think it was supersonic but sure he said it in the show i know he said it i'm like scott relax <laughs> wow okay Sit down. they Sit did that down. for people like you and you don't even appreciate it it wasn't enough that wasn't super uh, where are the chaos emeralds I'm why, why did you get chaos like, emeralds? i'm just gonna make a reference to something that dr dr jace likes when the scott pilgrim team did that for people like him this is the thanks i get oh <laughs> gross oh. <laughs> thanks i get please <laughs> we're talking about scott a pilgrim. much superior animation project no no oh, wow no wow no it's okay go folks go check out our wish podcast uh if you've seen the movie go check it out all right if you haven't go check it out Mm. we digress um i mean scott pilgrim it takes off wraps up with a nice pretty bow um you know ramona and scott uh after all what they've been through they end up together the ending is the same just the the route they took was different. Yeah. Um, All roads but, lead to the same destination. But they have a different mindset, which I thought, you know, works really well with the characters and what they were trying to do and what they were trying to say. Uh, and then literally every character is left off with something to do. And I feel uh, I, I don't know. I like that. I like that. There's like there's. The writers have came out and said they really wrote this as a one and done thing. But you can easily make a spinoff of any of the characters there. Well, I don't think they do a spinoff. I think they just do another. Oh, no, you can do like, like season you, two. You can do a season two. You can do a spinoff of the other characters. Like, I mean, they really left the door open with uh, what they did with like Gideon and Jules. 
um, which I think is kind of dumb that they they say this is self-contained. It's a one and done, which is fine. But then they have this whole thing with like Gideon where he's like, Jules, what if uh, I actually did have a plan like from the beginning that I was actually cooking in the sidelines and this was all a ruse. And then Jules is like, that'd be really hot, Gideon. Uh, and he was planning something. But you never get to see what it is. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I think that's intentional. If they, I don't know. If they want to come back for more, there's definitely, there's that. That was the big post-credit bit. There's uh, Lucas, uh, who might start a relationship with Kim. Uh which is funny because that was a reoccurring thing. People trying to see if they have chemistry with Kim. Wait, Lucas and Kim, the drummer? Yes, because Lucas always says, whatever. And Kim said, whatever. And then he looked at her. Oh. Yeah, oh, you I missed that. that. Yeah, no, nah, that's the thing. Uh, Knives is, uh, you know, uh, well integrated into Sex Bomb. We are Sex Bomb. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel they intentionally did that. Is if they did want to re-explore, obviously it has to be a story worth telling. But um, also these characters are just really fun to watch, do some video game shit, and get into Street Fighter fights. Like that's the appeal of Scott Pilgrim. And in a in a in a growing world where video game adaptations are, you know. Uh, becoming more of a thing. I welcome sure. this. I welcome this and, uh, all day. All day. And also another thing, and like we've highlighted it in a, all of our pods when it comes to the like the video game adaptations is to have the original creative team on board. Oh, they had the original creative team here. Uh, there you go. Like from you, from both sources, from no, the again, movie like when you and the graphic the original creative team on board. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's not that they're gonna take the reins, but you have them there with you. This is what happened. Like we've seen it already with Last of Us. We've seen it with what? Uh, what else? Video game adaptations. Um, oh, Shigeru Miyamoto, Mario movie. Yeah. It's like um, all that. You like. So just bring in the original team, folks. Oh, Castlevania. That's what it was. Castlevania is the That's other right. one. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, rate this bad boy. Scott Pilgrim versus. I'm sorry. Scott Pilgrim takes off. Uh Dr. Jace, how are you scoring uh, this eight episode uh, feast of a uh, show? It's it's a seven, <gasps> seven. That's good. What do you mean? That's What's low. That's too That's low. low. I like I I, I I give it a seven too. Yeah. Oh oh oh. What what? Where are you? Oh, it's a nine. It's a nine. It's a ten. It's a ten out of ten. I will give it a nine. Thank you very much. Disgusting. Disgusting. I, no, like, I, you know what? I can maybe give it a seven point five. And at that um, point, Dr. Mono's pushing it. He's being generous. No, being no, no. Like, Y'all are being mean. That's what you're being. No, no, no. Like, I liked the show. I really did. I enjoyed it. It's a good I show. What? It's a little bit inconsistent. Like, there are some episodes yes. that are just great. 
And then there's some episodes that I wasn't like so like caught in. You know, I wasn't like, oh wow. Um so yeah, I, I just found that it was like a roller coaster, just like ups ups and downs. But overall, I did like the characters. I did like the message that it conveyed, especially for Scott and Ramona. I was a fan of Ramona kind of taking the reins of this show because it was a very human and very relatable, understandable, like, conundrum what she was experiencing that a lot of people have. It's like she was just having lots of commitment issues and very very low self-esteem that at the same time it's like she had those commitment issues because of her low self-esteem and then you have scott who was horrible at communicating he also has low self-esteem and low self-esteem yeah because like he's a bad communicator because of his low self-esteem so it's like they they both complement each other very well at the end where it's just like yeah we got pretty much the same problems here just like different ways of viewing it so I would say I would say maybe seven point five, and that is fair. It's good. It's not a D. It's not a five. It's not a four or three like Wish. Like, like literally, we I, I gave Wish a three. That is terrible. That is terrible. For for comparison, uh, at when I went to see the movie right after this, I gave that a ten. I gave that a ten. That was. That movie was amazing. What was I missing out on? You did not do a good job to convince me to watch it all these I, years. I'm glad I didn't because you should just experience <laughs> it for what it is. It was You're so, welcome. so You're welcome. good. No You're thanks welcome. to you. No. Nope. You're welcome. You're um, welcome. But go that ahead, is the thanks give, you get. Give you, this is, that's the thanks I get. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Give your hot take. Give your. Well, funny enough, I gave the movie because I did rewatch the movie when i was done with the series the movie holds up and the movie is a gem in its own right uh i think the movie is a nine i think the show is a nine i think no. the movie is a nine the i think movie. i i just think the movie is just so unique and so creatively done that it just There's nothing like it like i, I know that's why well, yeah that's why i give it the 10 because it not only is there nothing like it it does it in such an expert way where I'm like, this is 2010. This has yeah. no business existing in 2010, yet it does. And it's a shame that it did because if it was made today, it wouldn't be a box office bomb. It would it, like it would have been a it would have been, been a hit. Like financially, financially it would have been a hit. I don't Back like then, 2010, it's I mean, I, I'm not surprised, but I'm like, man, you just you made this too early. But I I get it. I get it. It, it, it's a 10 for me it, it's a it's a solid 10 i can see a nine i can see well a nine, I, i'll but. say this the reason i give it the movie a nine is because what i wanted from the movie or what i thought the movie was missing the show well, made it was up given for in it. this series correct the show made up for it mm -hmm. and what i wanted from the show the movie made up for it you know so you think they're complementary pieces i i do think they're complementary pieces and i honestly think that's the correct approach i don't think the show should have tried to one-up the movie i think yeah i think the show should have just been be just be different it's like complement what already exists but still be your own work i think i think one's a quarter pounder and one's a big mac 
and you know they're both McDonald's. McDonald's takes well, you don't off. Eat, you don't eat both of them together. You can't. You don't, it's one or the other. Yeah, you, correct. You, you don't need no, a, no. Like, you can enjoy you them both. You're gonna have a quarter pounder and a Big Mac together. You just outed yourself for being a monster. I didn't say you eat them together. Excuse me. If uh, one day, I would like to order a double quarter pounder with cheese and one. I said, I said a quarter a pounder. Mac. I just said a quarter pounder. <laughs> okay. First of all, one day you can go get a quarter pounder, right? And the next day you can go get a Big Mac. They're not necessarily the same burger. Two, no, two days yeah, like, in a row. Oh, oh, my gosh. Like double the calories. <laughs> the point is, oh, Jesus the point is one has Big <laughs> one Mac sauce. One cheesy bacon McGriddle, please. One has Big Mac sauce, and the other has two slices of cheese. No, right. the other one has double the fucking calories. That's what it is. And has. double the mayo. Where's Toasty when you need them? <laughs> the point is that they both do something great. That the other does not. And that's how I think show adaptation should be. Where they're doing something that has not been done by the other. Now, mind you, I can't really think of any other examples of recent show adaptations that don't necessarily complement their source material. Or any that are just kind of shot for shot. Oh, the Disney. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Disney uh, live actions. Those are an example of them being not complementary to each other they're just relatively it's it's like a disney movie adaptation is like a big mac and this is the great yeah. value big mac that i bought got from uh from walmart masquerading why, as why so many calories <laughs> you're why missing you, the you point like this scott <laughs> pilgrim takes off is what people need to strive for when it comes to adapting and giving us something new this is what i always want when it comes to adaptations either you be a shot for shot but you still make it epic just like the original or you do something so different that it warrants a, a deeper look into it and i think scott pilgrim takes off did that so both nines there you go wow controversial I don't think so. Uh, it's not controversial. Like, I, I can see what he's saying. Like, and I do agree that, like, speaking of, like, other, like, projects, right, that Disney and other studios have, have made, right, I think that should be the way to go that you can still have, like, the blueprint, right, the skeleton of it all. Um but there has to be a time where you have to decide whether you're going to do the, it absolutely identical or you're going to take certain elements, add in other elements that make it its own, its own world, its own movie, its own piece of media without sacrificing the essence, like the, the essence of it. Correct. I think the only essence that was sacrificed here was less Scott Pilgrim screen time. Yeah, like but honestly, you had a whole movie about him. But it, I, I, I think worked. it's. But again, I think they made up for it, kind of like going with Grandmaster's kind of like complimentary viewpoint. And they made up for it in making like taking a character because Ramona was really as you, as we all said the prize in the movie. Ramona as a character really wasn't fleshed out at all in the movie. And here they fleshed her out. 
I wouldn't say she's not fleshed out. In no, the but like compared to the movie, like here they they fleshed her out much more. Like we see a different side of Ramona. The exes, we see the other side of the coin. Uh, when it comes to like all the exes, it's most it's, of them, not all of them. Most the, of them. The the twins yeah. are yeah. The, the, the twins floor. they're ignored. The twins are literally ignored in the in this series. But I think it's like even though it's like super fantastical, like Scott Pilgrim and all that kind of, and all that, it's like what goes on in their heads is like more believable in this show than in the movie. The show did right by giving us more time with these characters, and that's yeah. what series adaptations honestly should do is give us yeah more it's insight. like you have you have a world you can't explore a world let's say in an hour and a half two hours two and a half hours you can't well, it's harder it's definitely it's harder. like it's harder but in a series you can flesh it out you have an entire world to flesh out you just have to decide what you're gonna flesh out and i think they made the right choice i think i think literally every character gets a moment in this series and I know we haven't even talked about all of them, uh, but uh, I'm going to quickly shout out the entire cast. Uh, oh let's real quick shout out to Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Sacha Babha, Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, who she barely had anything to do either. Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza, Brandon Routh, Jason Schwartzman, Johnny Simmons, Mark Weber. May Whitman, Ellen Wong, and Julian Chihi, who played the Katsunyagi twins. So, oh, and shout out, I guess, to Finn Wolfhard as Teen Scott and Will Forte as Old oh, Scott. That's funny. Yeah, I thought Finn Wolfhard as Young Scott. That was pretty cool. Uh, and there was a good amount of celebrity cameos, but I'll let y'all, the listeners, go look them up yourselves. Uh, any other final thoughts or are we good to close this bad boy? I think I'm, I, I think I said what I said. It, it, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. It's very enjoyable. I think people who are fans of the movie will enjoy it. Uh, I do understand why some fans of the movie are super critical of it. I get it. But if you come do out with you? an open mind. Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Because I understand people. I empathize. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anywho, that is it from us here at the Yonko table talking about Scott Pilgrim takes off. Uh uh, thank you for listening to us on all podcast stations. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for following us on all social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Dr. Jason's always on there doing something. Go check him out. And of course, if you want to hop in the discourse that you heard here, join our Discord in the link below. And we'll gladly uh duke it out with you. Yonko table versus random fan. Uh so yeah. Join us. But um, that's it from us. I'm your host, Grandmaster Who, fellow Yonko, Dr. Chase Attorney, and Supernova, Dr. Mondo. How shall we close this out? I forbid you to watch this show, Scott Pilgrim. That's whatever. Oh, whatever. This. Oh. Send him my love on a wire.